Good morning, I'm Peter, this is CJSR 88.5 FM in the city of Edmonton and this morning we are very lucky to be joined by Emmett Michael. Good morning, Emmett. Good morning. How Thanks are you so much for having me. Oh. Great, thank you. You're very welcome. So, um, what an exciting week you're in the middle of, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, totally surreal waking up this morning, uh, like having an album out. It's, yeah, like I said, totally surreal. So. You- yeah, you have the big uh, CD release party tonight at the Avery, which is sold out, which must feel yes, kind yes. of um, very delightful. How how does it feel? It is is the pressure on? Like how are you? Totally, it's like a mix of being nervous and excited. It's funny because I was talking to one of my friends about how I was worried that not a lot of people would show up, <laughs> and now I have the exact opposite problem, and I feel very very blessed. Yeah. So um, let's back up a little bit. You've been playing the sure. open stages in Edmonton for a long time, but. Um, can you remember the first time you went up onto an open stage uh, and and at what stage in your life were you at that point? Yeah, um, the first time I went on an open stage, I was probably about 14 um, and it was pretty far and few between in terms of performing between then and now. Uh, and it was at the Carrot Cafe uh, and then a gentleman told me about some more um, open mics and I started just checking those out um, every now and then but it was never something uh, that I did very seriously until... Um, pretty much this year. Okay. And did you, back when you were 14, what kind of songs were you performing? Oh, man. Um, not Mostly just covers when I was 14. I had, was writing. Um, I was writing probably from the time I was like eight or nine years old. Um, and they never really saw the light of day. I think I remember playing them a lot for like my dad and my grandma at home. And uh, that's pretty much as far as it got. I didn't start playing my original stuff until I was... Um, I'm like 19, 20. And your original songs, which are on this EP, are, are mm-hmm. very personal, very um, honest. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about some of the the background behind uh, some of that? And, and the, I guess what got you to... Uh, I guess as an artist, how did you open up about that? Did you feel like that was like um, part of... Because you went through some tough times and, and went through mm-hmm. challenging times. Do you want to talk about some of those? Yeah, sure. Um, so part of why I called the album I Feel Like I Just Woke is, or I Feel Like I Just Woke Up is um, a lot in part to those issues and um, I guess sort of like the the process of coming into myself because it was never um, something easy to do and I kind of just poured a lot of what was difficult into my songs at the time and um, like for example Snow, the last track um, the one that was just playing um that was probably my most early song uh, that's on the album and i wrote it um when i was a teenager and it was shortly after i went into rehab i uh, struggled with um addiction to substances for a really really long time and that's a lot kind of um of the reason why i put music on hold and why it wasn't really um the forefront of my life at the time um and so yeah like i wrote that song snow when i was in rehab and i sort of just like after a couple of years of being um, high all the time was finally sober and able to have a somewhat clear head and, and all the emotions and things that I was suppressing for so long kind of poured out into that song and then ever since it um, it's kind of carried out that way for a while um, in, in my songwriting whether it be you know uh, struggling um, with like a heartbreak or um, you know continuing to try to stay clean and, and all the, the other things that life kind of throws at you so so how important was music in that recovery in that in that getting through um that 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 hard times uh it was 
a huge aspect of um, my recovery. Like I said, it was kind of like um, like journaling for people or like therapy. Like it was a way to express the things I felt. And I could never, you know, it's weird because it's like I was always so afraid to talk. Um, but I was never afraid from the time that I was young to sing in front of people. And it took a while to um, be able to sing like my original stuff. But today, like that's something that's very empowering for me. And it doesn't make me nervous the same way um, it does for me to like sit down and have a conversation with people. And I don't know why that is, but I've, I've kind of used that um, as a way to get that stuff out. And, you know, I, when I otherwise may not have. September is the month when we have um, National Suicide Prevention Day and sorry, World Suicide Prevention Day, and it's a it's, it is a month where, like May as well, where um, suicides do increase, unfortunately, just for totally. that reason. Um, and for anyone who is potentially being triggered right now, um, the distress line is available twenty four hours a day seven eight zero four eight two four three five seven. When and I'm not saying that you're, um, uh, I guess when you were addicted to the substances mm-hmm. you talked about, was there one thing, like, was there a person or was, um, at the darkest day, what was it that took you to the next day? Sorry, wait, what was it that? Like, from the darkest day that you were out with yeah. your, with your, what was it that took you to the next day? Was it yourself or was there one mm. person or was there one piece of advice? Was there, what did you hold on to to get you? To, to crawl back out? I think it was a multitude of things. I think knowing that I always had a family that was waiting and supporting me um, was really, really huge. And, you know, um, feeling uh, suicidal is a part of my story, a lot due in part to um, addiction and then also coming out as transgender. That was a huge part of that and as is for a lot of um, youth who come out as trans Um but I, I guess, like, the turning point for me was knowing that I had a support system um, and they were very active in um, their support and, and in making sure that I knew that was there, whether or not I wanted to access that. Because um, when I was using drugs still, it was very difficult for me to reach out and it was very easy for me to push people away. Um, but knowing that was there made a really, really big difference at the end of the day. Uh, again, if anyone is triggered by that, then the distress line is available seven eight zero four eight two four three five seven. So you you were able to come through, and you've invested yourself in music, and you've been able to express all of your emotions and feelings through your new songs. Um, it's kind of interesting, I guess, who you thank on your album as well, because you you be un- unusual. You thank a politician. I thank who? Sorry, a politician, Janice Irwin. Oh, yes, I do, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's not because of political reasons, but maybe, I don't know. No, okay. she's, I mean, yes, she's a great politician, but she's um, an even better friend, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know her. Um, she's uh, just started to come to my shows and showed an interest, and I, I actually held a fundraiser to um, be able to record this album, um, to take a good uh, chunk out of it anyway, and um, she, she donated a fair amount to that, and that was... Um, hugely impactful and she's been a great support like I said um, mostly just as a friend since so very cool Uh, we're going to take a quick break and and, uh, play Hang Love to Dry do you want to tell us a little bit about that song and and the the background behind that yeah sure so Hang Love to Dry I kind of wrote it when I was feeling a little bit bitter about uh, love and loving and being loved and 
um, it's kind of a song that's it's about being on the cusp of being really hurt and um, wanting to be inspired by love and, and deciding to pursue it.